Well, hello there. My name is CJ, and I am the host of Talking Shiz Podcast, a podcast that is a comedy podcast that has everything you're looking for. Well, maybe not everything you're looking for, but if you're looking for something different, definitely stop on by. My podcast can be found on any podcast platform. I talk about movies, strangest stories on the internet, music, there's a little about everything, kind of pop culture-ish. So if you're looking for something different, definitely stop on by the Talking Shiz Podcast, and I will see you on the next episode. What's up, Rewatchers? It's Dustin here to let you know that this show may feature strong or inappropriate language, so please be mindful of who around you can hear it. Also, we assume that you've at least watched the show or the episode we will be discussing. If not, just be warned that there are spoilers ahead. But really, it's your fault because these shows have been out for a while. (laughs) Enjoy. Get that. Get it out. Mm. Yeah. Breathe. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, man. I got there. I choked up. My bad. Welcome to the Rewatch Recap, everyone. I'm your host, Dustin, and with me today are two members of the Drunk Theory Podcast, Kara and Ryan. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Yay. So for the next four episodes, we will be talking about the pop culture phenomenon known as Glee. And I confirm that Kara is a certified Gleek. But Ryan, what is your status? Are you a certified Gleek? I watched it, but like, I want to say I do remember seeing it at the end of... American Idol, because I used to watch that. And the first few seasons until it got just horrible to watch. It was the best. Is there cursing on this show? Yes, go for it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was the best shit ever, every year. And it was something I'm pretty sure we had just started dating and we were both watching. And it looked good. I was like, I'll watch it. I mean, I'm, I enjoy like Pitch Perfect and funny stuff with singing. It's just, if I missed it one week, I wouldn't freak out about it. But I still want to know what happened. <laughs> Like, I still yeah. need to know all the drama. Like, so she just, you know, let me know if I missed the week. <laughs> <laughs> she served as your guide. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay, cool. Well, uh, Glee debuted in 2008, I believe. Um, and I think it's, or 2009. I can't remember which one it was. I thought it was 2009. Pretty sure 2009. That's the year we started dating. That would have been the first few episodes. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why I keep going. 2008 just feels like a better year. I don't know. Anyway, so yeah, um, (laughs) it helped change the face of television by showing audiences and television studios that musicals can indeed work in a TV format. Of course, you know, it's easier when it's a jukebox musical filled with familiar songs that people can revisit with a fictional show choir. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. I decided to get a little loosey-goosey with, I don't know why I said loosey-goosey, I have no idea why I wrote that. But um, so for these recaps, or I'm going to call them glee caps, if you will, uh, there's going to be some details I probably won't mention because I can kind of went through it fast, <laughs> faster than I normally do. That said, so Kara reached out to me and she desperately wanted to talk about glee in yep. a positive form. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, I got my glee ID card. And she was like, OK, cool. We're off. Good. Let's do this. 
<laughs> so we each pick two episodes, and the first up is a Kara pick from season one, Vitamin D. And a quick explanation, Kara, why did why did you pick this episode? I don't know. I, well, I love the mashup that the guys do. I listen to that one like all the time, <laughs> and I mean, I, I just the whole story I thought was funny. Yeah. So you, it was basically musically based, like the song you yeah. really like from it. Okay, cool. All right. Do you have any kind of special feeling toward this one, Ryan? I thought it was funnier than the normal episodes. I mean, a lot of them have drama and comedy, but this one was extra funny. And the fact that you knew the guy was going to get arrested as soon as she asked him to get a bunch of the boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Things like that, that like we know, but they wouldn't have thought of, just made it. I thought it was an extra special episode. I've watched a lot of the first most of the first few seasons I've missed a few episodes, but I've seen all of the first couple and that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's been a while. And I was like, Oh yeah, I love it when I haven't seen it in a little bit, but I mean, I did watch this a lot. I have like the DVDs of it three times over. I'm not kidding. Like I have three different sets of the same DVDs over and over. <laughs> it's bad. Um, so yeah, I was a major Gleek, and you know, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Let's begin this episode. Shall we? Previously on Glee, the New Directions found out Quinn's pregnancy and still think Finn's the father, even though it's actually Puck. Will's wife, Terry, has been faking her pregnancy to keep Will around and wants Quinn to give up her baby so that Will will be none the wiser. How that was going to work, I don't know. I still don't know. Emma is dating Coach Ken. I don't know why that happened, but, um, but she actually has the hots for Will. And that's what she missed on Glee. <laughs> So in the teaser, we open up and Will tries to get the new directions into dancing re like rehearsals for sectionals. But he's like, he's telling Emma later that in their teacher's lounge and they aren't into it because they're just, they're just too comfortable. Also because they're up against the school for the deaf. That's <laughs> 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 a deaf glee class. I love it. And the halfway house for the troubled yeah. girls. Yeah. Her getting out of juvie. I'm like, wow. I know I'd be focusing on my dance routine if I was, you know, at a halfway house. I mean, come on. That's one place they probably like really, you know, they got that down. So <laughs> you know, I might actually be wrong about that. Maybe they would use their time to to focus on something good like that. Cause like a lot of you're in jail, they'll give you pets to take care of to help you prisoners. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's some prisoners. That Sometimes get they get like, like um, farming kind of gardening duties too. So they have to take care yeah. of like making produce and whatnot for the for the jail. Apparently, they do better if they lose access to their pets because they are good because they want access to their animals. So they'll do better than if you just leave them alone. It's weird as hell. It's it's yeah. more positive reinforcement, I guess you could yeah, say. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, so Emma's sitting there listening to Will and she desperately wants to get the mustard off of his chin and it's it's a painful scene to watch. It's, I, it's <laughs> him with the tongue. Nah, nah, nah. Like, no, it's, it's on perfect. your chin, not on your bottom lip. <laughs> and so she uses her Subway sandwich maker gloves to walk, wipe them off. That's all That's all I think of when she wears those gloves. Yeah. Like, she's there to make sandwiches. <laughs> <laughs> So then she suggests he give the kids a sticker board as a reward system for doing well in the Glee Club. <laughs> and then, you, of course, you hear this big scoff and it turns like to the table right next to them is Sue. Who, <laughs> who says she now has bile in her mouth from listening to them. She tells Will <laughs> that once a week 
Uh, she kicks someone off the Cheerios just to instill fear in the team because it keeps keeps them in line. And she says a lot of the you know, like a lot of other funny Sue stuff that I can't really remember because I didn't have time to write them down. But uh, <laughs> Emma says she can't believe Sue is allowed to teach at the school. But Will thinks maybe Sue is onto something, which is never a good thing in the Glee world. <laughs> We come back with Will talking to the Glee Club about competition and is putting up pictures on the corkboard saying all these people are elements. They were a champion in their own right. And he has pictures of like Bill Clinton versus Newt Gingrich and a shark versus a bear and lightning versus an above ground pool. <laughs> I forgot about Newt Gingrich. He was huge in like 80s and 90s politics. Oh my God. And I just love that. I was like, what? And then Kurt's like, why is there, what's the weirdness between the lightning and the weird of the pool? Like what's going on? There? He's just like, oh, just go with it. <laughs> Oh, God, it's so crazy. So Mr. She splits up the boys and the girls, and Kurt desperately wants to be on the girls' side and is pissed when Will makes him go go back with the boys. And the assignment is that week, um, in the next week, their group will perform a mashup to compete. And after Will explains to Puck that a mashup is two or more songs put together to make a cool sound or blah, 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 he tells them that he wants them all to go to get costumes, go all out and do costumes and choreography. So Rachel asks who's going to judge them. And Mr. Shu like, she's like, your gender makes you biased. I'm like, what? <laughs> no, it's the fact that he's your teacher. That he makes him biased. He can pick favorites. This is where Will sets them up for a big letdown later. <laughs> when he's like, it's going to be a celebrity judge. <laughs> we'll find out who. And it's like, come on, man. Because we know who it is. And it's like, come on. That's just shitty. <laughs> So the girls like know that oh, we got this competition in the bag, and then Artie's over there saying, "The guys, we're going to smack them like the back down." Excuse me, he says, "We're going to smack them down like the hand of God." <laughs> <laughs> Artie was all talk, anyways. He was always all talk. Anyway, so Will asks Finn why he looks so tired, and Finn just shrugs it off as Puck pulls him away for football practice. And we go to Sue writing, and I did get this word for word, which just took me a lot of time to do, but Dear Journal, feeling listless again today. I began at dawn when I tried to make a smoothie out of beef bones, breaking my juicer, and then at Cheerios practice, disaster. It was unmistakable. It was like spotting the Hindenburg, a quiver. And that's where we see the cheerleading pyramid or whatever, and Quinn's knee looks like it's about to give out. And Sue continues, that quiver will lose us nationals, and without a championship, I lose my endorsements. And without those endorsements, I won't be able to buy my hovercraft. <laughs> <laughs> like a full-size one? That would be awesome. <laughs> it would be, would it not? I love, like, the more I pay attention to Sue. I bet you could buy one. How much are they? Now I need to know. Shit. <laughs> you just got down a whole rabbit hole. I, I want a hovercraft. They're cool as hell. I used to have a little toy one when I was a kid. It was like a little tiny one. Battery lasted about eight minutes. It'd be cool to have one with like a chair just sitting on top of it. And you just right along. Kind of like, you know, <laughs> Professor X. Just like. But <laughs> where they built one of those on uh, Mythbusters. And it worked until they went too fast and fell over. Because they didn't support the sidewall of it very well. But it seemed like a fun ride. Until it kills you. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, <laughs> like a day. In the harness, you'd probably be all right. Yeah. 
So Sue asks Quinn if she's feeling all right. And Quinn says she's tired from Glee Club. I'm like, the fuck for Bray? <laughs> <laughs> she's such a selfish bitch. <clears throat> and Sue's voiceover continues, Glee Club. Every time I try to destroy that clutch of scab-eating mouth breathers, it comes back, it only comes back stronger like some sexually ambiguous horror movie villain. Here I am about to turn 30. <laughs> and I've sacrificed everything. I, everything only to be shanghai by the bi-curious machinations of a cable of doughy misshapen teens. Or cabal, excuse not cable. Am I missing something, Journal? Is it me? Of course it's not me. It's Will Schuster. What is it about him, Journal? Is it this arrogant smirk? Is it the store-bought hair perm? Home perm? You know, Journal, I noticed something yesterday. And it cuts to her watching Emma wipe the mustard off Will's chin. Of course, it's becoming clear to me now. If I can destroy the Glee Club, I, if I can't destroy the Glee Club, I will destroy the man. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my God, just her like monologues are so cartoonish. I know, I love her so much. <laughs> it really does feel like I'm watching a Hanna-Barbera cartoon or something. I don't know. It's, it's like a good villain here. Say like, yeah, it's exactly. like the old timey 20s, like just the over-the-top villainy with the henchmen <laughs> that she really has as her, her oh my god it's just so she needs ridiculous. a stash like, she needs a stash that's for sure yeah it wouldn't be beyond her so yeah so we cut to sue telling sherry terry schuster that will is cheating on her <laughs> she's in their house and he's she's over there telling that you know will's cheating on you with emma pillsbury the guidance counselor and she tries to blame <laughs> terry you're like you put on extra weight you know and she's like i'm pregnant she goes that's no excuse she says, I've always, you know, saw wanting kids as a weakness, and I've never wanted kids, no time and no uterus. She then tells Terry that it's at least heading in the direction of an affair, and Terry should just leave town with Will or list losing him to the redheaded pygmy with eyes like a bush baby. It was a good description, too. Not, not that she's ugly, but just when she gets wide-eyed, she kind of looks a little bit like that. I mean, it's a teeny bit. <laughs> just the little you know. cut downs I love her <laughs> Sue tells Terry if she needs to see for herself she should sub for their school nurse who was in a coma after taking a terrible stumble tumble down the stairs yesterday guess who tripped her it's always <laughs> down the stairs <laughs> so Terry says she's not a nurse and she works sheets and things <laughs> fucking sheets and things Sue said she's not an American citizen, and but I was I was born in the Canal Zone, but I managed to get a passport and run for office twice. <laughs> and she advises Terry to get creative and to help her husband. Next, we see Terry interviewing with Pr Principal Figgins, saying her experience with first aid training at <laughs> Sheets and Things, and she's also used a defibrillator once, and that should get her the job as a school nurse. <laughs> <laughs> Qualification, she's got him. <laughs> I mean, come on, right? In the teacher's lounge, Will tells Emma about the mash-off and wants her to be the, quote, celebrity judge. I'm like, you're really just pushing that celebrity title, aren't you, buddy? Of course, Terry walks in just as he's about to tell Emma, or actually he's telling Emma that she's the most honest and impartial person he knows in this, like, loving way. And then Terry's like, red flag, ah! you know, flames on the side of my face, you it know. Frozen for a second. Sorry, you were frozen for a second. I was making sure you were still connected. Yeah, <laughs> it happens. You know, sometimes you freeze. 
Sometimes you don't. It's just like um, Almond Joy and sorry, I don't know where I'm getting one from. <laughs> I'm writing a little note about the freeze part. Okay. <clears throat> so Terry walks in and milks this whole I'm his pregnant wife introduction before like someone, you know, and then she's like, oh, someone got lipstick on your cup, Emma. And she like licks her thumb and rubs her finger yeah. off and <laughs> the rim of Emma's cup and says, there you go. I'm like, oh, Sue must have filled her in. She must have filled her in. Um, so Will asks if it's okay because she never visits at work. Like, why? What are you doing here? And she was, I got, a, I need, I got a second job so I can help pick, pitch in with the finances, so you wouldn't be so stressed. I'm going to be the new school nurse. And then Will points out, with your, you don't have nurse training. She goes, Oh, please, it's a public school. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a school nurse at my school. Did you have a school nurse? In elementary school, we did. I think we did. I don't remember having one in like middle, school. not middle school or high school. I remember in elementary we had like a, a like a um a first aid closet, but but teachers would take you there if you needed like band aids and whatnot, you know. But that was it. Like we didn't have a nurse. That was weird. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's a public school. So yeah, in the locker room, Finn says like he says uh, he can't stay awake while the coach goes over the plays, and he basically closes his eyes and he wakes up and he's in the glee club. <clears throat> Basically, he's a football captain and in the glee club and thinks he got Quinn pregnant, but he just can't stop thinking about Rachel. Oh. He says, she kind of freaks me out in a swim fan kind of way. I'm like, 100%. <laughs> She's totally swim fan. I mean, you love me. I know it. You know, that whole, you know, except not in a pool. Um, he says, you know, she can really sing and her body is smoking if you're not into boobs. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Rachel's boobs are way bigger than Quinn's. At least they look that way to me. Do they not look that way to you? Yeah, she's got big boobs. <laughs> Rachel has big boobs. She is in high school. I can't say. Anything. Oh, yeah. oh, whatever. She was twenty-seven. Cool. Y'all are cool. <laughs> I'm just gonna say. You can say it, it about a fictional character with an actor that's of age. Yeah, she was <laughs> twenty-seven. Okay. She, she's old enough. Yeah, they're they're definitely bigger. At least the cup size bigger. Yeah, I don't understand <laughs> yeah, that, but anyway. I'm not Finn, getting Finn's got problems. Me. I don't know. Finn can't judge things very well. But yeah, he says his body's a hot mess, which it is. I can agree. <laughs> we see him putting like biofreeze on his shins, and then he's like stupidly rubbing his eye with the same hand. Like, <laughs> why is he so fucking dumb? <laughs> it makes me so mad. It's like the episode with the whole like taint misbehaving thing, and he was like, "Oh, I thought the hair down there was supposed to catch the dirt." Like that's, and she's telling him to clean underneath the, you know. On your taint. Oh my god! I don't know, but anyway, yeah. And I was like, "What?" Because so they never clean down there. I'm like, "That's disgusting." <laughs> anyway, so basically, Finn is overwhelmed with life and being popular. He doesn't know how presidents, newscasters, or mob bosses handle the pressure because his mom says he's stretched too thin. So he gave up his homework, you know, to take some load off, and you know, <laughs> it didn't work though. Sounds a lot like me in high school. That's, you know, I was not a very good student. <laughs> I hated it so much. But yeah, homework is just a conditioning tool. In my, it's a conditioning to, tool to make you conform to expect work after hours when you're off, when you're supposed to be off. You know, I think that's what that is. It's like, we're going to condition you. You're going to have this every night. Because <laughs> in life, that's what you're going to give you. I'm like, no, I, I refuse. But anyway, I've refused a question on the way to work because I work 
I won't say where, but a trucker was like, hey, I need you. I'm like, dude, I'm not even on the clock yet. I got to go inside. And I, I said, I couldn't tell you anything anyways. I haven't been inside. Sorry. Talk to the guard. Still trying to ask me questions. I'm like, the guard is right over there. There's a shack and everything. You got to talk to them. I'm not on the clock. I'm not talking to you. Sorry. Yeah. I'm I, yeah, I'm, I'm not even here yet. You don't even see me. Like, yeah. I'm not uh, nope. Sorry. Yeah. So Finn's more upset that he couldn't get past level two of his video game and barely cared about that. He died on level two. Level two. <laughs> what game was he playing? Do you I know? No I'm trying to figure it out. Okay. It's well, it's it's got to be like Call of Duty or something. That's what I was yeah, thinking. Xbox Call of Duty. <clears throat> Fifteen years ago. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. So we cut to Puck and Kurt trying to wake Finn up in the Glee Club, pointing out that he's drooling like a ma- a large amount of drool is just hanging there on the side of his mouth. It's gross. Puck is worried that the girls' team's going to beat them and. Finn's like trying to fake that. Oh, I was just closing my eyes to think really hard. I'm like, is that why I smell smoke, Finn? But anyway. Uh, yeah. So Artie rolls up to confirm that they are doing a mashup of It's My Life and Usher's Confessions. And Puck wants to do some stomp action with some trash can lids. But Artie's like, <laughs> don't contribute. Don't. So Puck looks at Finn, who's passing out again, and tells him to go to the nurse. He adds that he says, you know, every every day I say I have a headache and I get to like sleep for three hours. I haven't been to math class in two years. I'm like, that won't come back to bite you in the ass later. I mean, we all learned these lessons. Anyway, so Finn gets up and he walks out. Meanwhile, Rachel tries to get the girls to start rehearsing. She asks where Quinn is, and Brittany says she's probably at the mall looking for elastic waistbands, and everyone laughs. This was kind of like when back when Brittany was like the blonde Santana because she was so new and they hadn't really fleshed out her character yet. So it's like before she gets the fun Asperger's, which (laughs) basically. Um, So she was just mean girl at this point. And Rachel's concerned with being complacent as Mercedes tells her that we're doing a mashup of walking on sunshine and halo, which she's like, I know that was my idea. (laughs) I don't know. I thought that was funny. Um, Mercedes wants to just wing it. And Rachel's like, no, 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 I don't want to wing it. But all the girls vote and they're like, no, we're winging it. And I'm like, you bitches dumb. <laughs> you don't. No, no, no. You can't wing a performance. It's not. Apparently in Glee land, you can. I love that. I love it. Like, all right, we got like five minutes before the show. Can we sing this song? I think we can. And they learn all their harmonies and dance moves in those five minutes. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I wish, man. So Finn goes to nurse Terry who realizes he's supposedly the only, the one who got Quinn pregnant and points out that he has good bone structure. When he asks to lay down for a bit, she's like, no, 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 you sit. She asks him about his sleep habits and he says he goes to bed when Skinamax starts playing regular movies again. I'm like, that's like three or 4 (laughs) AM. Kid needs rest. Like go to bed, kid. He's all talking about, I read that like teenagers need more sleep than infants. I'm like, and you're not getting it. So go to bed. (laughs) Turn off Skinamax. He says his brain won't shut up. And she asks what he's thinking about. And it's basically girl problems. And he asks if if she thinks a guy can can be into two girls at once. And she's like, no. You know, you know why she's saying that. She says, remember, flirting is cheating. And the revenge of a jilted woman is pretty messy. Shit. (laughs) that bitch was nuts that was my favorite part of the episode I mean my god she's (laughs) Terry's wow 
fucking crazy. She was missed <laughs> later on. Like when she left, you could you could feel her presence was missed. You know. <laughs> he looks at the cut in the corner. And he's like, "I just want a nap." And she figures out how much she got done. She's like, "How did I get all my shit done in high school?" And then she's like, oh, "I know." And here's pseudofedrin, which is what they put in decongestants to make them non-drowsy. And she calls it vitamin D. And gives them the fin saying they're safe because they're over the counter. It's not the so, only thing they put it in. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and next we see Finn coming into the glee room and he's hyper as shit and just wants to rehearse ASAP. And maybe they can build a habitat for humanity houses. <laughs> and he tells them it's, you know, and he's like, you know why I'm like this? Because of vitamin D. And he like tosses the pack to Puck. You're like, all right, let's do this. And we go right into the It's My Life Confessions performance. What did we think about this performance? I love it. That's my favorite one, I think, out of all of them. It was, yeah, it was actually damn good. I was expecting <laughs> to see exaggeration and stuff, but it was just them exactly on point because they had stuffed 24 hours worth of stuff into three hours because they were going so quickly. It was very good. That Finn's might be like one of the best mashups they do on the show to me. Yeah. It was like a, he was a spaz. I love that Artie was on the guitar and doing that voice thing. Wow, wow. You know, <laughs> I forgot about that. It kind of was a little hot. I was like, oh, yeah. there you go. And then, like, I don't, and I was noticing, like, when they were going up and down the steps, how much Corey Monteith or Finn, whatever, he walks like a grown baby. <laughs> like, his, you know what I'm talking about? Like, that little, that unsure leg. It's like the way his legs are too wide or something. And he's like, like he doesn't, he's never like really controlling forward instead of walking. Yeah. It's almost like you're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how we, you know, there was a guy who lived next door who did that. And it was like, dude, what's going on there? And yeah. And of course we got to see some Mike chain dancing. We always love that. Um, so then, okay. So they're done with their performance. It's crazy. It's great. It's my life. These are my confessions. You know, um, <laughs> Will tells the girls that, they better bring it tomorrow because you look at these guys. These guys are, you know, great. And the guys are like, yeah, yeah, freaking out. They're going wild. So after the break, Rachel approaches Quinn about not being at Glee rehearsals. And Quinn says she's not Superwoman and can't do everything. And Quinn, you know, Rachel's like, you know, no one in Glee is going to judge you. And I don't hate you. And Quinn's like, well, I would hate you. I've been awful. I'm, I've been awful to you. And Rachel says Quinn is an outcast now. And Rachel says that. She has friends in Glee that will stand by her. And Quinn says, I would I would have tortured you in my shoes if I had been in your shoes. Which is a true story. So later on, Terry makes a call to Sheets and Things and talks to Howard. <laughs> <laughs> what was his last name? Oh, my God. Howard. Um, oh, uh, I don't remember. Oh, man. It was like a food or something. But anyway, okay. <laughs> Um, she talks to Howard, her coworker, and tells him to pick up 36 boxes of decongestants. <laughs> Why was it 36? Like, yeah, how'd she come up with that number? I know, because at first she says a couple, and he goes, How many? And she goes, mm, 36. <laughs> <laughs> Howard From the Bamboo. drugstore. Howard Bamboo. Howard Bamboo, thank you. That's a great, that's a great name. I'm like, thinking of like, really Panda food. Never mind. <laughs> that's so why. It's over the counter. It's okay. I know, but it's like, he's so nervous. <laughs> yeah, like, Jesus, all these boxes. Anyway, so Ken stops by to see Terry and, and, and he's <laughs> talking about how Emma, his girlfriend, is in love with Will and worries that the feeling is mutual. And Terry tells him that she took the job to keep an eye on Will. 
So Terry Solution, they should start seeing each other on the side to even things out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he's so gross. Um, Terry asks if he and Emma are having sex. <laughs> and we know, like, we all know she doesn't like to be touched. And she tries to comfort him. And he says, look at us, you're pregnant. And I have psoriasis and a testicle that won't descend. <laughs> <laughs> She looks like she's rubbing his back when he says, I have psoriasis. She's like, oh my God. I don't know who I feel more sorry for is what he says. I I think it'd be you. I think it'd be you. Um, (laughs) She tells him to man up and stop being a baby. She then starts to give him a plan to buy Emma an engagement ring and then propose to her. And he says he can't do that because it would kill him if she said no. So Terry gives him a decongestant (laughs) as her salute. (laughs) Here, take a decongestant. That's so peppy. Later in the choir room, Rachel tells the girls they have underestimated the boys. They want to know how they did it. Enter Kurt. He is loyal to the girls but and and tells them that since the boys rejected his styling for the competition, you know, you know, I have loyalty to you. And he's like, so I want to tell you, we all took something. Later, Rachel confronts Finn as a cheater for taking performance-enhancing drugs. <laughs> she tries to be cool by calling him Ephrod, <laughs> but things like you mean Arod, and he was like, "No, I would never take steroids because they make your junk fall off." And I'm like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> they make your junk just fall right off? Boom! <laughs> dick leprosy. Ride your bike, your dick falls on the ground immediately. <laughs> nope. Steroids. There you go. <laughs> I always knew would come to this. <laughs> so he tells her he has a lot of pressure on him now. And she says he has a rigorous diet. She does a rigorous diet. Diet. I'm not going to go into all the shit she does, but there's a lot. And he says that he only did it because he works so hard and he still loses. And she says, that's no excuse. He says he knows the guys are better than girls anyway. I'm, I'm, we're better than you anyway. And the next thing we see is everyone getting their, and all the girls getting their vitamin D from Nurse Terry. Except for Quinn, who gets folic acid. I don't... <laughs> Why give her anything anyway? Like, I don't... oh, folic acid is for pregnant women. Yeah. It's the oh, yeah. She goes, it's good for you. It's good for the baby. I'm like, oh god. So Rachel asks if they should be doing this, and Terry says it's over the counter. Trust her. She's a nurse. <laughs> it's good for them. So they all take the pills. Next, we see Coach Ken shredding a lot of things in the teachers' lounge in rapid succession. I don't know why he's doing, he's going nuts on it and was like, man, what's up with him? And so Terry says, oh, he, you know, I put him on a new vitamin regimen. And Will notices Emma come in and Terry slides next to him and like gets in his face. Just, oh, you got mustard. She like tries to lick it off his lip. And he's like, what the fuck, Terry? Bitch, <laughs> 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 get out of my face. <laughs> and... Uh... <laughs> It's really weird and transparent to anyone who's watching. Like, really? Come on. We know what you're doing. And I'm pretty sure Emma figured it out, too. Terry says her hormones are acting crazy for him. And he says, like, we need to not, like, be around each other so much. You've got to get out of this job. We need to be separated. Like, we're seeing too much of each other. We have nothing to talk about when we go home. And he's like, he tries to go to the bathroom. She's like, I'll come with you. He's like, no, no. (laughs) I need space. (laughs) And he leaves. So Terry tells Ken that now is the time to propose to Emma. And he's like, what? What? You do it. Do it now. And so he reluctantly goes over and he gets on one knee 
saying, look, Emma, this is, I wrote this down. Look, Emma, I know our relationship hasn't been perfect. You won't ride in the car. You won't ride in my car. I can't touch you on your wrist. Remember you cried for an hour that one time my elbow accidentally brushed by your breast. <laughs> Lordy. He says he can't stop thinking about her and brings out this ring. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This has to be a dream. And he says he promises to keep her life clean of sadness and loneliness. And he proposes. And there's a commercial break. And after the break, a high as fucking rambling Rachel says they need to get right now. We need to get right into sunshine and some optimism and also angels. <laughs> <laughs> and she starts the music. And we hear Halo and Walking on Sunshine. What are we thinking about this? I don't like that one. I, mean, I love Walking on Sunshine. <laughs> Halo's okay, but I don't like the mix of the two of them. I think that's reason. one of the worst ones they've done. Yeah. I it never like really made sense. The same episode. How'd they do it? I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. <laughs> I mean, their performance is definitely better, just performance-wise. It was definitely better than the guys, but the song oh, selection is... The guys is better, so that's how I feel. I mean, as far as like how they sell it, you know what I mean. But yeah, and at the end, of course, Rachel's like, "Hey, <laughs> uh, Will is still clueless somehow that these kids have been on something this entire time. Like, how could you not notice? How do you not notice this?" <laughs> After everyone leaves, he gets Emma, the celebrity judge, to walk with him into the hall. He asks if the marriage proposal is, rumor is true and asks what she is going to do. She says she doesn't know and asks if, you know, there are any other options. Of course, down the hall, Jealous Terry sees them talking. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> Later on, Terry goes into Emma's office and, like, closes the door and, like, cut to the chase and clear the air. Emma thinks it's nice at first, but Terry goes into the deep cut and says that Emma has no chance with Will and should focus on Kent. And Emma says, Will is, uh, is, a, is a good person and a lot better than you. Which facts, right? And Terry says, <laughs> Emma acts superior because she only sees Will for an hour or two and they're, you know, and are willing to take him from his pregnant wife. And then orders her to marry Ken because, you know, Ken's dumb, but he's available. <laughs> Okay. Perfect reason. Okay. And he's not attractive, but you know, he's available. No. He's there. I mean, you know. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> no. So after the commercial break, Quinn stops Terry in the hall to talk about the baby. She's been thinking a lot about Terry's offer to adopt the baby and she wants to, to keep her life as it is now because she can't raise the baby. So she's going to let Terry adopt it. And Terry asks, Oh, okay. Is Finn okay with this? And Quinn says, He's the reason she's doing it because Finn is such a good guy and he's stressing out. So she then says, Terry, you know, can you help out with like my maternity clothes and some doctor's bills? Because it will be your baby after all. And Terry's like, I'm going to be like footing the bill for like 18 years. Can you not like, you can handle the next nine months, right? I'm like, damn, bitch, damn, I'm cold. Wow. Meanwhile, Emma goes to Ken to talk about getting married. She doesn't want to live together or talk after school. She doesn't want a big ceremony and knows Ken's a good man who doesn't want to spend the rest of, you know, who also doesn't want to spend the rest of his life alone. So she's basically accepting the proposal. So romantic. <laughs> I mean, swoon, right? Well, she was like, you're there. Like, yeah, that's half the battle there. <laughs> oh, 
So outside, Finn stops Rachel to confront her about taking the drugs, too. She says she was leveling the playing field, even if she feels bad about it. And Finn feels bad, too. He doesn't even remember performing. (laughs) Well, you were high as hell. (laughs) She says they should both just pull out from the competition since it's not right how they were in it. How they want it or how they went about it or however the fuck I was going to try to say that. She tells him that she's trying to be less selfish and stop competing against everyone and start competing with them. Okay. So (laughs) in Principal Figgins' office, Will and Figgins confront Terry about giving the kids decongestant. Figgins points out that her drug mule, Howard Bamboo, was arrested because they thought he was trying to make crystal meth. And Terry (laughs) says she should have, you know, she should have never told him to get them all in one place. Or she should have told him to get them all, you know, not to get them all in one place. (laughs) So Will tells her, like, you always screw up good things for me. And that's when Figgins tells her, you need to resign. And then he tells Will that, you know what, I'm going to, your, your position's on the line now too. Cause you, I mean, you made a judgment call, you know? So he's going to um, bring in someone else to co-chair the Glee club. Uh-oh. 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 Later, the club apologizes to Will about taking the pills and getting him into trouble. And Rachel says they can just move forward and put this behind them. And that's when Will announces that they're going to have a new co-director. As Rachel asks who, guess who walks in? Sue Sylvester. (laughs) In one of the many times she takes over the Glee Club throughout the year. (laughs) Later, as Will leaves, Emma stops him to tell him that she's accepted Ken's proposal. He doesn't really react to what she's saying except for that's great and she's disappointed and they both walk away but they both stop at the hall and have like this longing look at each other before leaving it's like oh and later in her bedroom rachel throws away the decontestant she has and starts training with sectionals in mind end of episode <laughs> so how was it watching it again Makes me want to go back through and like start from the very beginning watch and just them watch again. them all yeah. again. We have it is kind of that. fun when you like when you watch a random one. You're like, oh, oh, I forgot about that episode. And, <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> Crap. Yeah, yeah. I, I really, yeah. I like watching these. I love. I love reminiscing. I didn't want to go with full season of Glee because it's a lot of episodes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so random ones are good. Random ones are good. So what do you think, audience? What do you think about this episode of Vitamin D? Do you have a favorite uh, part in it or a favorite song? What was your favorite pick, guys? What do you think? What was your favorite song? Obviously, the Confessions. Yeah. It's my life. Those are the only two songs in this episode, wasn't there? That's what I was trying to think. I think that is the only two. Cause... Isn't that weird? Like, it's so weird because later on, it's like five songs an episode. Yeah. Yeah, it's really crazy. But they're which really... one do you like better? Like, they're iffy about, I guess, how many people to help with the show. I'm sure they have more music producer people later. Well, it got really popular past season one. We were actually talking about this during that episode. If you notice, there's a piano player who's always (laughs) there. That dude has got to be making hundreds of thousands of dollars a year in overtime. Because he's there, like... 12, 15 hours a day. He's there throughout the whole yeah. show, too. Anytime just whenever wanna, they need somebody to play the piano, that dude yeah. is oh, there. She's there. I want to serenade another teacher. Oh, he's there playing piano. He's got to be making... <laughs> I think his name is Brad. Isn't it Brad? Oh, they call him Brad later? Him his, it might be, yeah. I swear it might be, yeah. But he like, ends up, he talks later on about how much he hates the Glee Club, but he still comes and does the rehearsals for them. And, <laughs> yeah. I love that guy. It's great. He's great. Love him. 
I don't know why I went full Tony the Tiger on that, but yeah, <laughs> that's how I roll, yo. <laughs> I can't I'm help it. Flakes, huh? I need. I'm surprised I didn't finish this beer. So, mm. slacking. <clears throat> we'll do one Wait, more of these because the audience didn't get to hear this, but you'll get to hear more of this if you join a Patreon. <laughs> with a little chat, and then included the Glee. Uh, Magic 8 Ball. So I'm going to ask one question so they'll hear how it works. Maybe they'll think it's funny. So will we have even more fun doing these Glee recaps? Or Glee caps, if you will. It's all good. Okay, that's good. I'll take it. <laughs> Finally a positive one. Like, Short and sweet, to the point. <laughs> awesome. So, yeah, tell us what uh, you thought, everybody. Uh, what are your social medias, guys? Uh, we're Drunk Theory... Everywhere, Twitter, at Drunk Theory, yeah, Drunk everything, yeah. Pretty, pretty easy sick. to find them. Yeah, <laughs> pretty easy. The rewatch recap was brought to you by me, Dustin Holden. You can find the show on Instagram at the Rewatch Recap, or you can find me on TikTok at Dustin underscore Holden. Find me there for my weird ass sense of humor, amongst other silly things related to my other show, Dustin Can Read and Watch. Speaking of which, my email is the same as the other show. You can reach me at DustinCanReadPod at gmail.com. So make sure you reach out to us on social media. Let us know what you thought about uh, this Glee episode. And uh, hope you listen to next week's episode. It's a season two episode called Blame It on the Alcohol. Goodbye, everybody. (laughs) Bye.